Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Welcome back to the Business Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Dillon. So today's topic, I'm going to talk about should I go full in or should I hold back? Now, this is a question that comes across quite frequently. And now, as we're going through a bit of a pandemic at the moment, markets are very uncertain. Some industries are really taking a hammering. Some are thriving. But what if you're in the middle? What if you're, you know, you can see opportunity, but at the same time, you're a bit fearful of going forward uh, and going all in? Because, you know, we've heard the stories and, you know, my own story was the fact that we went full in when it was the last recession in a different kind of market, which was uh, contract recruitment. We focused a lot on that and we were able to then grow our business further with and against the big boy. So that was an opportunity I saw. But look, what if you're stuck in the middle now and you're thinking about this and you don't know what to do? And I thought I'd do a podcast around this and share some of our thoughts, my thoughts, my my thinking behind it and uh, really help you, you know, maybe possibly thinking clearly around the area. So look, you've got to look at two things, best case scenario and worst case scenario. So you've got a basic on logic, not emotion. You know what they say, when emotion is high, intelligence is low. And a lot of the time when we're thinking of taking a hold of an opportunity of a downturn, you know, the emotion's high, you want to go full in. Um, and sometimes, well, most of the times people fall flat on their face. So, you know, you've got to look at the two different options. And um, I see a lot of posting going on in social media. And people asking questions, there's a lot of questions, let's say, about the stock market, the business market, uh, the most one that we all is the property market. Do you think it's going to crash? What do you think? This is the assumption. And they normally link it back to an article. But what I would say is, look, you need to do your research. Even if you see people posting and commenting, what I would say is, have they spent their time researching what they're talking about? And you need to do that because it's really important you have the discipline to do that because research will make you go deeper and challenge your thought process deeper rather than jumping in based on hearsay because one day's a crash, then it's back to normal. You know, the speculation will go on and that's what Facebook, Instagram and all the media has done is created speculation because that's what they thrive of because if they don't have different stories then obviously where's the attention going to come from? So you need to do your research. I think it's really important. So look, number one, look at the best case scenario and worst case scenario. So that could be A or B. Number two, you need to do the research. So spend some time. The more research you do into the topic, into the area, into the opportunity, the better you will get of taking hold of the opportunity. Um, many, many businesses just go on the hearsay. And then when they actually go really deep into actually doing what they're going to take hold of the opportunity, they realize actually it wasn't what they thought it was. So do the research. And also, good thing about research is you know that if something goes wrong, you've done the best you can. What you don't want to do is go into a deal, buy a business, and then look back at it and think, oh, I didn't do my research. Look, I myself have made that mistake. 
You know, I can remember buying into a catering business and that was, uh, I've talked to my podcast about this, but I'm going to start sharing a bit more stories about my journey. I think it's important to do that. But I can remember going into a catering business. Um, they were building uh, the Derby Hospital and it was a mega, mega project, 10 years um, and they would have a catering uh, facility on site, you know, servicing up to six, seven hundred uh, guys on site. And we were going to buy the franchise. In fact, we did for the canteen. And the figures looked amazing. Everything looked amazing. You know, the, you know, think about five, six hundred people coming to your restaurant every single day, three times on different shifts. And the, the figures looked great. What I failed to do was to do my research. I did not understand the catering market. I didn't understand anything around that. So I went a bit on emotion because I saw uh, pound signs. I saw the opportunity. I wanted to like, my business was doing well. So, you know, I really wanted to jump into that and see what, where that took me. And uh, yeah, it was a lesson. And within nine months, we had to had, hand the franchise back because we didn't realize what it takes to run a catering business and how valuable the chef is. A chef walked off site. We had cash flow issues where people were nicking money at the till. But I learned that. Now, for my lesson, you know, although I beat myself up for quite a few times for doing that, I realized, look, I should have done some more research. I should have understood it. Maybe I should have spoke to some more catering companies and I should have really done that. Now, I was fortunate, even though the money we used to buy the franchise, we claimed a lot of that back. Obviously, we lost uh, a bit of money, but it wasn't really something which, you know, I survived on that I needed. And that's, you know, the danger. So when you go into something full in and um, you've not researched it, um, it's it's a difficult loss if you're putting all your eggs in one basket. And that's leads me to number three, you know, what's your position? You know, what is your position? You know, what I mean by that, your finances, where are you with that? You know, let's say, for example, you look at a new idea, a new opportunity, and um, let's say you've got uh, £10,000 to invest in that, but that's solely your, your £10,000. You need to make sure that you know that if you lose that £10,000, what is your fallback? If that's all you've got, and that's all you're going to put into it, and you've not done the research, you're, you're gambling. That's all it is, you're gambling on that. And the best scenario, you know, you, I, can, I can sort of link it to is like if you buy a, a stock in a share, right? So a lot of people buying stocks and shares. You know, if you put 10,000 on a stock um, and it doesn't go one way and it just slowly goes the other way, then you've lost all your money. And the thing is that stock could go stock going down today and, and never come back. However, you know, if you're thinking, well, that's saying 10, I've got 10,000 pounds, but what I'll do is I'll drip feed it. So you can put maybe 500 pounds a month and then you can see it. And then after three or four months, you might think this stock is falling and it's never going to recover. But therefore, you're not will put your eggs in one basket. You've only put 1,500 pounds. So do you know what I mean? So because, you, you know, you need that. Now, if you've got 10,000 pounds lying around and you're not worried about losing it and you want to play a bigger gamble, that's great. You know, go ahead and do that. You know, I advise to drip feed anyway. But let's say if you were doing that, you know the best case scenario and the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is if 10,000 you put and then it goes up by, you know, um, 50% you've made lots. But then, you know, on the backside, you, you've, you've, you've covered it so that if you do lose it, you're not fussed. I hope that makes sense. You know, it's a risk tolerance. You know, you've got to know where your position is. Your position will be different to somebody else's position. And it's important to know where you're at, where your finances are, what you're doing, what you're playing, what you're gambling with. And uh, I remember talking to Never Right recently, my last podcast, you know, that's a great podcast, is about looking at your position of where you are. You know, I'm in a different position I was when I was 21, taking massive risks. 
Whereas someone who's younger might want to take risks because they haven't got the overheads and they're not really, you know, this is just a learning thing for them. So it's thing. So make sure you do that and make sure you go in and um, have a look at the research. And there's lots of examples. You know, if you look into, you know, I'm talking about stocks and shares, but if you link it to business and uh, let's say you're looking to expand and you're thinking, right, you know what, now's the opportunity. I can see the market. I can see the opportunity. I want to double down on this now. I want to go full in. I want to take on someone on board. You might want to be taking on an advertising guy. Now, again, you know, when you take somebody on, you've got to look at both sides, You're the upside and downside. The upside is that person comes on, does really well, takes your business to another level. The downside is they come on, they're not what they are. It's going to cost you money. So I always say when you're taking somebody on, you know, especially a, a, a new person, employee, is look at the three months, three months. So I would say have three months of cash flow to cover their wages because that's a good indication of how well they're going to do. Now, listen, I have replaced people after a few weeks, after a month, after a month and a half. So I'm not saying you've got to keep them if they're not performing, but you want to say for three months, if if this guy or this girl did not bring me any, any money, for three months, I've got it covered. And after that, if it doesn't work, we can then, you know, cut things. What you don't want to do is say, well, I've only got a month's worth of wages to cover and that's it. That's all I've got. Now, if you haven't got the funds to go out there and hire someone full time because you've got to look at all the wages, the employers, all the legislation, so you've got to be careful of that, then I would say go out to someone like people per hour, you know, Altworks and outsource that role on a contract basis. So if you've only got a thousand pounds spend, you'd have to go to a bit of a cheaper resource. You might not get the skill expertise you would of someone who's skilled, but at least you'll get an idea if it works. So if you're testing it, then it may be an idea to look at this on a contract role rather than taking someone on full time. Now, I'm going a bit deeper here, but I just want to, I want to just point out, if you're going for an opportunity, you need to make sure that you look at your downside as well as the upside. And look, if you're confused, and many people are, I mean, when, I was, when I'm taking decisions, it's confusing, right? Because you're looking at both sides, you just kind of want that third eye, third opinion. And that's why, you know, mentors are great. I've used mentors and it's really helped me to um, make them decisions. And I can remember talking to Neville Wright about this again, you know, because he's a mentor, so am I. And we look at the, the cost, you know, people don't want to spend money on a mentor. And I totally get that because when you're starting a business, you don't want to spend any money on outside outside training or anything like that you want to focus on the business but I would say look at it differently if for example you don't have a mentor if you've not invested in the mentor or you're not invested someone to speak to sometimes it doesn't cost you anything but if you're willing to invest in a mentor or someone that you can speak to think of the upside think of if I spent time with a mentor when I was doing that catering business very early on in my business career how many thousands I would have saved you know I look back at that and I think, you know, if I had a conversation with someone who's been in the catering business, it would have saved me thousands. So don't be afraid to spend a little bit to get the right information or, you know, have the opportunity to meet people uh, because that can save you thousands and thousands. Trust me, it can save you thousands. You know, I'll give you an example. When I um, had a call with someone, I think it was about three years ago, I had a phone call. Uh, it was a friend of mine. He rang me up. He said, Jay, can I have a call with you? I said, great. I said, book it in my diary. He emailed me and we booked a strategy call. And he said, look, you know, I, I, I want your time. You know, I want to spend, you know, I want your dedicated time. I don't want to take it out for lunch. I just want your dedicated time. 
And that's great. So I sat and spoke to him. He said, uh, look, I've made a big decision. I've just got made redundant and uh, I'm looking to start recruiting business. And I said, okay, that's great. Um, you know, what's your background? What have you done? He goes, I've got an office. I'm looking to sign a lease. I've got um, some staff lined up to help me work. And uh, yeah, I've got everything sorted. I'm really happy. And so I said, okay, that's great. So the, the question in my mind, obviously I've been in the industry for a long time. I said, right, have you got any clients? Uh, he said, I've got no clients, but you know, I'm sure I'll sort that out. And I said, you know, have you got a marketing strategy? What's your niche? Where are you targeting? And he just went blank. And when I was talking to him, it kind of opened and questioned his mind. I said, look, to be honest, you've probably got the model the wrong way around. You need to look at the identify the market, speak to some customers, get some potential orders in or some, some, some areas where you can definitely go into. Then you want to get the office. Then you want to go that. I said, you've got to do your research. I said, what I'd like you to do is spend the next month researching everything. Don't chuck all your redundancy money into this business before you've done the research. And when you've done the research, come back to me and then we can discuss it. But at the moment, you're going to be spending thousands and thousands of pounds when, when you haven't really got a proven concept or a proven business model that's going to make you money because eventually these overheads are going to suffocate you. So you need to go deeper, go deeper. You know, you need to find out how competitive it is. And I was being honest with him, telling him, look, the chances are it's going to be really difficult. You've got no experience in recruitment. Yes, you've seen me do well. Yes, you, you want to replicate what I've done. But bearing in mind, you know, uh, I've been in a long time. So you've got to do the due diligence. And um, the consequences, he didn't even go with that business. He's done something else. But I probably saved him tens of thousands because we're just about to sign a lease. And I talked about lease agreements, how he needs a flexible lease, not a long-term lease. So his emotions were high. You know, he just got made redundant. He looked at some exciting opportunities in the recruitment sector. Obviously, it's buoyant then. And uh, he just wasn't thinking logically and that's the benefit i've done that many times you know, sit with your mentor and you speak to them they just make clarity and make sense so you know before you go into growth or looking to make some mega spends then have a look at getting the advice if you haven't already got it. if you've got the knowledge and you know you know what you're doing then go for it but then always look at the downside and the upside i think it's important to get the balance right so look thank you uh, for listening to the podcast really appreciate your time as always hope this helps and uh, I think it's a great opportunity to grow, you know, take the opportunity where it is, but always look at the, the other scenario as well. So get a balanced view on it, do your research, and then just go for it. Thank you for listening. Any questions, you can always get me at j at j-dylan.com. Also go to my website, j-dylan.com. Have a look, register for resources. And uh, yeah, any questions, look forward to hearing from you. Thank you, and have a great day. Bye.